You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Tales with TR, episode 104A. I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr. Good to be with you again on this beauty spring day in the playoffs. Like I've said before, I just love spring, and I didn't know where I was going to go with this today. I've been waiting. My guest tomorrow will be the great Max Buffard. I say Buffard. Buffard, maybe you say it like that. Who plays J.J. Frankie J.J.? On the hit show, Shorzy, now to be seen on Crave Canada and this Friday, May 27th on Hulu in the United States. Looking forward to that. And J.J. Frankie J.J. is a great fella, good friend now, that has a very interesting story. So looking forward to that. And thanks to Ryan Rashog, my guest last week. That's going over very well. I told you one of, the, one of my favorite conversations so far. Very well-spoken young man with a lot going for him, a bright future, and a decent, decent hockey player back in the day. If you haven't heard, check it out. Max Buffer is a, also a decent hockey player and has a very interesting uh, tale to tell. So I'm looking forward to that. And I figured 
as I sat here, I was like, you know, what am I going to talk about? Sometimes I just browse topics, you know, and I thought, why not get to some questions that people have asked? I kind of got off off track with that. Maybe recommend an album at the end like I used to. I have so much on my mind that I've gotten a little bit off track and uh, there's just a lot going on. You know what I mean? There's a lot going on. If I was going to get to get in it, if I was going to get in to all that's going on, we would be here for five hours and you'd be bored. Which I'm surprised you're not anyway, but here we go. Number one, TR, does anybody actually care about the president's trophy? This was asked to me about three weeks ago by a listener named Glenn. Glenn says he's, well, he says he's from Arkansas. He must be from Arkansas. And that is the first I know of anybody knowing or caring about my podcast from the great state of Arkansas. I don't think I've been there. I've been to 40 odd states. Anyway, Glenn, I'm answering this now because it's as appropriate a time as any. The Florida Panthers were knocked out last night by the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they won the coveted or not so coveted, depending on your point of view, President's Trophy. Handed out every year to the NHL team with the most points, and this mighty Florida Panthers team almost set the record, I believe, modern-day record anyway, uh, for goals scored in the season. And they had three in the series. I guarantee you, at the end of all those guys' careers, if you were to ask them highlights, even if they don't ever win a Stanley Cup, they won't say the President's Trophy. I've never heard anybody in any league of which any reputable league has a trophy for coming in first place. I've never heard anybody talk about it like it was something to be proud of. <laughs> and it is. I'm not saying it's not. I mean, 82 games played in a very tough league and to come out of 33 teams on top, well and good, except the thing is that it's majorly eclipsed by what comes after that. And what comes after that is so much more important that if I didn't win a Stanley Cup, but I'd only gone to the final, I still would say that. If someone asked me what I did in my career and that was the peak of it, I'd go, well, you know, I did get to a cup final. I wouldn't even mention the trip president's trophy. If you would, I know the Kamloops Blazers won it in my league. Do you think if I asked Tarsi Tucker, one of those years in junior, Tucks, what were your accomplishments this year? He'd go, I won the Memorial Cup. I won the World Junior. Came second in scoring in the WHL. I was on the All-Star team. He wouldn't even come across his mind to say, oh, and we won the league most points award. Whatever it is, out there. it's probably called the President's Trophy in the West, too. I don't even know. I played in the league for five years, and I have no idea what the name of it is. And there's the same trophy for every league. and. I'm willing to bet that not 99%, not a little bit over 99%, I'm saying way over 99% of players involved in just hockey beyond minor hockey where your parents tie up your skates, okay? After that comes what? Peewee? And nobody <laughs> after that 
gives a shit if you win like the Metro League, but you lose the fucking provincials. Nobody. Well, maybe that shit's changed now, okay? So I can't speak for minor hockey players there, but I'm telling you that anybody, Major Junior is still what it is. I know that there's not as many fights and there's not as many rules being broken and there's more training and the game's changed in a lot of ways and there's video and there's Instagram and social media and how to present yourself and there's a public speaking element of it to it to the, to it there's all kinds of things that changed about the game but what didn't change is anybody giving a fuck if they come first place in the regular season so that's the first question thank you Glenn from Arkansas for asking question 2 TR what would you do if you were the Maple Leafs this one comes from Bert. Bert in TO. Well, I assume you mean what would I do if I was someone in management or if I owned or I, I'm the Maple Leafs, if I was overseeing the entire project. I assume that's what you mean. What would I do if I were the actual Maple Leafs? Um, wouldn't make sense now, would it? But, uh, and I'm assuming you mean in order to win, right? I mean, you're probably a Habs fan. And if you were the Maple Leafs, you would, I don't know, jump off a cliff. I don't know, enter here, stick your head in the toilet bowl, uh, hit yourself in the head with a sack of hammers. I, I don't know. I don't know what angle you're coming from as a fan or a, a non-fan or what. So again, I'm going to assume that you're asking me, what would I do if I was, for, if I was the Leafs and you're from Toronto, meaning the goal is to win the Stanley Cup, what do you do with the current state of affairs? And I'll, I, look, it was frustrating. I watched it all. It was frustrating. It certainly was. And it comes down to a bounce, really. And, 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 and now even I, I, I am of the camp. I mean, it would sting if I was a fan. A, a little bit less, it would. They just mopped up the team that won that all-coveted president's trophy I, I, I just spoke of so passionately. But, the, you know, the, but the, there was progress made. And I know it sucks to hear, but there was progress made. And when you're asking what would I do, I also assume you mean Mariner, Matthews, Tavares, Nylander, O'Reilly, or Morgan Riley. That's what I'm thinking, those five players. Because, of course, any team changes. The nuts and bolts of any team, look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. There are, there are very good players that played with them last season that are gone, that had big roles with the team. Um, but they brought in guys like Perry and, and that's, you know, those moves are, are why they're Tampa Bay. Perry's again, very successful, low paid player. Um, great on the salary cap. I should say no one's low paid anymore, but anyway, there are decisions that go into these. There are factors I should say that go into all these decisions that make a team great, whatever, but there are. Salary cap alone, you have to make moves. People get older, whatever. Um, 
contracts die, you know what I mean? So any team's going to change. Now, what those small changes are going to be, I don't know, like maybe a comp is gone. Maybe I think Spets, are, isn't he back in Giordano for, for, for the minimum? Spets is starting to, I don't know, he's getting long in the tooth, but he is good on the power play, seems good in the room. And again, the way the cap is and you're the Leafs, you can get anybody for minimum, you do it. So again, I don't think those guys are going anywhere. Giordano just signed, obviously he's not. So a lot of guys aren't going anywhere. What would I do? Jack Campbell, are you going to upgrade there? I, 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 I don't know. Are you? Who do you bring in? I mean, Carey Price, is that even realistic? I'm just trying to think here. Who, are there players out there? Because Campbell's going to want, I don't know what he's getting now, maybe two, or he's going to want a significant upgrade. And, 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 you know, what's he worth? He'll probably get five somewhere else. But, yeah, he was an all-star, but he was really shaky after that, wasn't he? And coming in, he didn't really, I mean, he's 30-31. And I don't think coming in, he was ever really a bona fide number one. I don't think he could ever handle a lot of games. And he never had like three lights out years in a row, which a lot of guys don't. But to me, Campbell was never proven enough to be like, okay. Like it was clearly they're playing against Tampa Bay. Clearly one team had a great goalie and one team didn't. Or, or whatever you want to use. Maybe one team had a excellent goalie and one team only had a great goalie. I don't know what you want to say, but Vasilevsky's, Vasilevsky's better. Now, are you going to get someone better, though, that can match Vasilevsky? Probably not. So there, therein lies a tough decision. But what I'm saying, I don't think they can get rid of Tavares. He's got a one way, no clot, like no trade, no cut, no nothing, right? He's, he's up. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all. All sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings same game day parlays? You can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Unless you can convince him, that would be the first thing I would try to do. 11 million. He's getting older. He's served his time. I don't, I, I really do think he gets a bad rap. He's the captain. The Leafs captain always gets a bad rap. They, you know, I want him to, or they want him. They often are underappreciated. And, and I think it's the case. You know, I mean, one little thing, he goes in three games without scoring. People flip out. There's a point in the playoffs. He didn't fight back. People went nuts, but he does play hard, man. He goes to the hard areas. He's not a fighter. You know, a lot of people fucking aren't. But John Tavares generally gives his heart. He's not a very animated guy, but, you know, whatever. I, I, I think he's a very loyal and, 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 and respected and, and trustworthy Maple Leaf. And that's more than you can say about a lot. But still, he commands a huge salary for where he is now in the game, doesn't he? So I would try that first. I don't think it's going to work, though. So it leaves you the goalie and the coach, really. 
Riley, I mean, they just fucking signed him. He's, I, I don't think he's the problem. Matthews and Mariner aren't the problem, right? Nylander, I know he made that stupid fucking play, but he's a deal, though. He's getting six, right? 6.6, I think, which four or five years ago, not even four years ago, people thought was fucking crazy that he held out. I don't know, man. He gets 30-odd goals. What do you have, 33 or 34 this year? I'm just saying, you can't, I don't love the way he plays away from the puck, but I can't go with emotions here. You're asking me again what I think. If I was overseeing the whole thing, you can't go with emotions. I, I would want all guys to play like Ryan O'Reilly or, or fucking Matthew Kachuk. I can't have them. So to me, looking at that roster and what you're getting out of it, of all the guys who make money, Nylander's the best bet. He makes fucking close to half what the rest of them do. Right? So you get Keefe. Do I think it's his fault? No, I don't. But what I do know is often, I, I think a lot of great coaches in the league recently, and I'll go in the last few months, even this year, got fired. Look at uh, the changes that Vancouver made, Edmonton made. But what happened right after? They went on a tear. Both teams, and I, I don't necessarily think it was a coach. It was just a little shakeup. Sometimes that works. So I don't know. If Barry Trotz is out there, I'd probably do that. I guess it's the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? I don't know. What would the Lakers do or Manchester United or the Yankees? Or, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. They're, 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 they transcend the sport. They, they have a huge fan base that are lusting for something. I think you make some kind of move that that'd probably be what it was. There's coaches out there. I'd probably snap one up. Can I guarantee that if I was under the gun in a room? I don't know. But running it back, I don't know. How many times do you do that? Then they lose again next year. The same thing. What do you say? Same thing. Right. There's five in a row. There's a lot of unique circumstances with the Leafs. Five in a row. First round gone. A couple of those. You can excuse the first couple and you, you might not get a, a, a bounce here or there, but the way it's happening, I don't know, like something happens, right? Like people would go, well, they only lost by a goal and they gave it. A, okay. But maybe, maybe other teams would have had that series locked up in five or six games. Who knows? Right. They were up three games to two. I know it's Tampa Bay and they just put on another clinic and it's Vasilevsky, but come on, your big boys. Tie up your shoes, go to work. It was a goal, yes. But why is it always you guys who lose out? Now, again, I don't have the fucking answer, but you're asking me if I had to oversee everything. But I think it's one of the biggest mystifying problems in sports because I don't think there needs to be a lot changed, but clearly winning in the playoffs, there's got to be something. And, I mean, who do you bring in? Corey Perry? I, I don't know. So my answer was a whole lot of smoke and mirrors, wasn't it? But that's what I would do. Is he deserving of it? No. But I would probably get rid of Keefe and bring in Trotz or whoever was available. That, And mind you, if I'm another team that needed a change, I would bring in Keefe. I don't think there's a problem. I'm not saying Keefe for the, because he's an asshole or he's a bad coach or, you know, Babcock, they got rid of him because there was some complaints and there was some issues. I think... Uh, Keith seems like a fine young coach, but uh, I'd change something up. And I'd really, really would think about the goalie position because are you going to give a guy 5 million who's a hurt a lot 
and B, he he's you know he, he's just shaky at times. I just find him shaky at times. So that's that. ATR, can you quit taking such long pauses? <laughs> long pauses. Long pauses. I would think that would be the last thing anybody would point out about this particular podcast. Uh, interesting. Maybe that's just because you're used to the rapid fire fucking nonsense coming out of my mouth. Uh, where was I here? And who do you think is going to win the NBA playoffs? That comes from Carl in Kalamazoo. Carl in Kalamazoo. Well, my dad played in Kalamazoo. It doesn't surprise me. I have some listeners from there. And I bet you, Carl, if you're like my other listeners, you're a little bit older than me. You watched the Kalamazoo Wings back in the 70s. I know I have a few of you guys down there, uh, listeners, because my dad wheeled around for three years in the late 70s. I was nearly born in Kalamazoo. But, uh, we were back here for an extended Christmas break. And mom was a uh, week late getting uh, getting down there, and I was born January the 14th, 1977. But that's not why you asked. You asked me who I thought was going to win the NBA playoffs. I'm not going to go far into this answer. I've It's a hockey podcast after all, and uh, I will say the Golden State Warriors. I hope they do. And what I like about Golden State is that they're, uh, they're unselfish players. They seem to, you know, team, uh, you know, long live the team fucking attitude you know and uh, if i gotta use the brooklyn nets I'll, again i'll use them or the fucking 76ers and james harden or whoever but basketball because it can be dominated by one or two players or three uh you know because there's so few players that get out there and have an impact on the game often those players are so vocal and they make so much money that they become fucking titheads and bad teammates and i don't need to be in a locker room and by the way wait side note i don't often like when people make those assumptions because we're not in the fucking room how do we know but what i do know what i do know at least in in, in watching the nba is that i i hate to go back to it but kyrie irving james harden are the kind of guys ben simmons i i just for reasons that i don't want to get into but they break a team up they got something wrong with the coach or whatever Harden two fucking shots in the in the second half of the but doesn't like the coach in the pre post game there's always something there's always something and Kyrie and this year it was the COVID and last year he needed personal time and next year he'll want 10 games off to go and explore his uh, law degree, which won't happen. Or it'll be something. It's always a distraction. It always becomes about Kyrie and it always becomes about Ben Simmons, who wants to get paid 20 odd million this year, but didn't do his work, didn't show up to work one day. I just, in a fucking sport at an era, where more and more athletes are becoming self-centered, fucking egotistical, fucking pompous, fucking cunts. The Golden State Warriors still have the heartbeat of champions that are driven by team effort and work ethic. And if only that, without naming examples, look into it if you must. If only that, I hope that they emerge as the champions of the NBA this particular season. Thank you, Carl, and thank you, Kalamazoo. Okay, folks, that's all I can get to today. My buddy Nick Dodd just showed up, and uh, we're actually moving. I think I mentioned my ex, 
Danielle's moving to Calgary, so we're going to go up and on Thursday, so we got to go up and kind of clear our house out. And some stuff's going to the dump, some's being moved around, but it's going to be a long day of moving and lifting and walking and whatever it is, but uh, we got to get it done. And then I'm coaching soccer a little later, first one of the year, so I'm looking forward to that. But I used to leave you with an album, and I got to get back into that because people seem to like it so. Today I'm recommending, I got to do this quick. Uh, Jesus, what did I mention last time? I mentioned a Bob Dylan album. I believe it was, no, it was Blood on the Tracks. Blood on the Tracks, I'll go with that. Um, what do I know about Blood on the Tracks? Bob Dylan was married. Uh, I know Jacob Dylan's mother because I saw him talk about it. And uh, he had an affair, I believe, with a girl from, uh, from, the re from a record company. I think it was Columbia at the time. You can fill in all the blanks, look it up. I, I know most of this is correct. Had I known, I would have done some sort of research. But anyway, that's what I know about it. It's great. My favorite song on it is Tangled Up in Blue. The album's called Blood on the Tracks. And a lot of it deals with uh, heartbreak, breaking up, uh, simple twist of fate. You're a big girl now. I think Idiot Wind is on that one. Am I? Am I? Yes, it is. Um, it, it feels acoustic at times. But, uh, and yeah, I don't know, coming up at that time, I guess Bob Dylan's early stuff was very folky. And in 1964, he plugged in at the Newport Festival. That's another story on its own, which means he went electric. And a lot of people were kind of pissed off, but he had a very, I mean, Bob Dylan's still putting out stuff now and he's been an absolute you know, he, he's been a huge part of the industry, huge ever since the 60s. But my favorite are the late 60s stuff, the 70s. Uh, and again, a lot of good stuff, a lot of great stuff. But uh, this is one of my favorites. And for some reason, songs that came out in the, in the late 60s, I kind of resonate with. I, I know where it resonates with me. I... I just know so much about the time because I love the Beatles and what they were doing to music and they were just blowing down so many boundaries and 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 and, and opening up doors for young musicians. But uh, Bob Dylan was doing the same thing. I, I just like the Beatles, but I mean, they're a band there. There was a little bit more to it, I guess, if you were a band, you know, doing that together. And it was more of a, you know, the Beatles on Ed Sullivan coming to America, the Beatles. But Dylan was more respected off like right off the bat as as a singer, songwriter, poet. Bob Dylan was respected right off the bat. The Beatles had to kind of earn respect. They were a boy band um, out of Liverpool that, you know, all the girls loved. And, you know, you couldn't hear them play because the girls were screaming. But Bob Dylan right off the bat was like talked about in coffee houses at universities. So it's a little bit different. But he was, you know, this is prime Dylan. Anyway, Blood on the Tracks. I named a few songs, but they're all good. To me, it plays as one big song. Again, my favorite's Tangled Up in Blue. Tell me what you think. Anyway, this has been Tales with TR Wedgwood Cafe. Check it out for your, all your catering needs. Restaurant, end of Elizabeth Avenue. I love it anyway. Check it out. Green Sleeves, downtown, uptown, TJ's Pub. Check those places out for sure. Support local anyway. Rob Roy, Bull and Barrel, Trinity Pub. Love having a beer at those places, and they're my good friends. If you're here and then visiting... St. John's, you'll probably see me in there having a beer. And if, uh, you, if I'm out having a bite to eat, it's normally Merchant Tavern or Blue on Water. Penny Posh Designs, Women's Wear Reimagined. Check that out. My ex-wife, 
Beautiful Danielle who's moving to Calgary on Thursday, but she won't be getting her responsibilities with Penny Posh. That business continues to pick up. Check it out online. And uh, for the right price, I'll throw in a book. This has been episode 104A, Tales with TR. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys tomorrow with Max Buford. Catch you on the rebound.